Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with Welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing, fighting monsters, or just going on a nice go-kart ride. Just a nice, normal go-kart ride in their fun outfits like friends do. Uh, that's that, that's today. It's just a normal day. I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Funky butt lovin'. I hope that someone gets that besides me. Uh, we've Listen, got like, literally we've, every person our age is going to get that. I didn't know that reference until recently. I had, I had not seen that movie in a long time. Wow. Oh, I, uh, Rookie of the Year is fine. Uh, Lexi is here. That's me. I'm an adult, and I have no, no idea what Mike is talking about. <laughs> uh, the main and... thing people remember is because it's the line from the trailer And that trailer was on all the goddamn time Also I like that you both said the word adult I said reason. it on purpose adult. to drag Zach for saying something <laughs> weird Yeah, you know that thing I never do And we have Emily Hey, bada bada bada, swing, bada 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 Hey, it's appropriate me. that we're that we're using these uh, dated baseball terms because boy, they do that in this episode. Hey, hey, sure. Zach, I think you're you're. I think Mike's reference might have struck out. Oh, yep, I, you did it! I really <laughs> hope somebody who's listening to this is a batter. And when Emily said, "Hey, batter," they said, "Hey, back." Hey, what's up? Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think Mike uh, pitched a no hitter on that one. So. Uh, oh my hey, god, I hate this. It's, <laughs> a base, it's a baseball episode, in case you couldn't I, tell. I can't wait for like <laughs> us fucking dorkos to run out of baseball references. I, I, w- I wish I had thought ahead enough to get Molly on. I was going to say because, that, because she knows about baseball. We don't know anything. When I, the first time I saw Molly tweet about baseball, it it's not that like you know people who are big nerds can't love sports. I like sports, too. I just for whatever reason it like so surprised me that I thought it was like a goof post, uh, and then I was Zach, like, "Oh no, she really, really likes baseball." Zach, Zach, the thing that you've got to realize about Molly is she's kind of a jock. She's a big jock. Oh, that's true. That's, she likes that's sports. Not, not her her default like solution to problems is to beat them up. Um, she also likes to bully us. Yes, just she's constantly. a pretty big bully. Yeah. <laughs> 
So mostly, I just know. think we should talk about baseball as much as possible, so that we can get this fucking like extra long, like multi-page screed of corrections from Fletcher. After this goes live. <laughs> well, the other thing I was going to say is, and I do feel bad because I want to get Fletcher on an episode and we haven't. That's in a another, while. yeah, if you edited him as a baseball fan, that would have been another good I, pick. He, yeah, and I definitely should have invited, invited him, but I don't think very far ahead. So yeah, no, that's sorry the, to that's Molly the thing. and Fletcher. This, the, the hallmark <laughs> of Teenagers with Attitude is realizing as we record that we should have prepared for recording. Yep. I do. <laughs> now, that said, I do have a not very last minute uh, talking about things this week. Cool. Because I was listening to um, uh, I was listening to another podcast uh, called uh, Punch Up the Jam, uh, which a lot of people in my friend circle have been listening to. It's very fun. You should go listen to it. But they mentioned a band uh, in 19, uh, late 1970s uh, electronica band from England called Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, and that name sounded very familiar to me, and I was trying to figure out why, and suddenly, uh, to me, like a couple days ago, it clicked, which is that there's a Power Rangers episode, uh, it's season two, episode 15, called Orchestral Maneuvers in the Park, so for some (laughs) fucking reason, the Power Rangers writers chose to make a pun on a late 1970s British electronic band wow. as one of their their episode now, titles. Okay, so bear in mind the <laughs> this was the the show was written in the 90s, right? 94 was that episode aired. So that means the people writing it, let's say they're in their 30s. They would have grown up probably listening to 70s Art. That's yeah, true. Yeah, that's fair. And I, they're TV not... writers, so they're probably massive dorks, meaning they listen to electronic <laughs> well, music. That's true. It's not also, that crazy. It's just sorry. Go ahead. I'm it, listen. It's been four billion years since we covered season two, but I'm reasonably <laughs> certain we pointed out what that was when we did the episode. Like I'm pretty sure oh, we did... looked it up. I thought we were just like, what the fuck is with this episode title? But maybe I I I seem to remember us just being like, that's weird. Okay, anyway. But yeah, I I have, was trying to figure out where I heard that name, and apparently it was a Power Rangers title for some reason. Yeah, you're forgiven, Zach, because I mean, you guys have like a hundred plus episodes you of this show. so many, there's too many, but also, it's just, it's one of those things, Lexi, you're not wrong, it's not that crazy, it's just, I feel like this show, it really seems like every couple episodes, they'll throw out a reference or a, um... You know, not necessarily that the writers wouldn't understand, but that there's no fucking way their audience would ever get. Like, you know, the the submarine races one, mm-hmm. or 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 for example, some of the ones in this episode uh, about baseball. And it's just such a weirdly consistent thing with this show that I wonder. Well, I mean, I feel like will... kids are gonna get Babe Ruth jokes. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I remember Babe Ruth was like. And a lot of cartoons as like, oh, look at this, Babe, look at this baseball I mean, guy. <laughs> so old, old sports heroes are one of the few like non-political, like national heroes we have. So That's fair. like some of the big names kind of stick around through the generations. Look, I don't know I shit do. about baseball. And as a kid, I knew who Babe Ruth was. And I mean, so, listen, like, plus like the Sandlot happened and... And this, like, this episode has, like, 
90s kids baseball movies all over it, right down to the title of the episode. Yeah, that's true. There yeah, were a fuck lot the of title them. of this episode. There's Christopher Lloyd is nowhere to be found. <laughs> Alpha turns to Adam and is just like, no one can see me or hear me but you. <laughs> well, actually, uh, hold on. Okay, we'll get back to that. The episode title is... Well, I guess that's it. I, I mean, it's not a big one. I just thought it was funny, and yeah. uh, I wanted to bring it up. So let's go into the episode. Why I'm not? Try- <coughs> I'm, I'm mm. trying to think though, because like, how many? How many? Just how many fucking? Uh, there were so many. So there many kids so baseball movies. Because like, okay, so Angels in the Outfield, Sandlot. R- rookie. I saw uh, Angels in the, the Outfield. It's the only one I saw. I think was Angels in the Outfield. Wasn't um, there another uh, one starring the kid from Rookie of the Year? Uh. There, I, there, there was one where a kid like became the owner of a baseball team. Yeah, there's another one. There, there are definitely more than one. A child plays on an adult baseball team. Movies. Like for whatever reason, like Major League Baseball was like just courting like Disney and Fox and being like, "Fuck it, please, well, please." Like I, I think I think it might have been. Now that I think about it, I've I've nothing to back this up except just my mind putting together a timeline. I, mean, I think yeah. it might have been a PR move on account of the players' strike. Because that was oh, happening in I the early know. 90s, wasn't it? Wait, wait, were sure. they encouraging kids to be scabs for M- MLB? <laughs> yeah. I think it was just I, trying to get kids to not hate baseball. I, I remember, too, like, baseball isn't just, like, there wasn't just baseball movies. Baseball wasn't a lot of other things. Like, I think a kid in King Arthur's court, that kid was a baseball player. And he, like, yeah, uses baseball that. knowledge, like, to swing swords, which I've seen in anime, too. It's weird. I don't know. Did, did they think, like, man, Rookie of the Year was a, was a success. If we make another movie where this kid plays a baseball player and gets into a fantastical situation, that's money in the bank. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> baseball definitely was very big in kids' culture in the 90s. I, I, I feel like I don't know enough to say if it still is, but I think baseball in general has gotten a little less popular yeah, lately. Yeah, I, I think, and honestly, I think uh, the biggest thing that kind of pushed baseball out it was also maybe another one of the things that the mlb was very afraid of in the 90s and made them do this marketing push and that was the rise of the nba right because basketball I, I was mean, also very big in the 90s yes yeah so the they, space jam you had michael jordan and space jam and all that stuff so uh, <laughs> and yeah. jack and kazam and 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 steel Okay. Well, God, you know, yes. we. I know every. I know every time a terrible movie comes up, we're like, man, that's something to consider for Christmas. I do. I do want us at some point to to delve into the oeuvre of of of, of the mis- thespian Shaquille O'Neal. Of Mr. Shaquille thespian O'Neal. Shaquille yeah, I'm okay O'Neal. with that. Um, so this episode is uh, season one, episode six of Power Rangers Zio. I'm going to keep calling it season one because that's what Netflix says. Thank you, Zach. I feel vindicated. <laughs> Um, I do want to point out one thing about the theme song that I, I told Emily and Cassie about earlier today. Okay, can I say the episode name, though, no, first? No, absolutely not. He Mike, what do you got? You? It's called uh, Rangers in the no, Outfield. No, Mike, what okay, do you got? Rangers in the Outfield. So, as it turns out, uh, if you're watching uh, this on Netflix mobile, uh, like, say, for instance, on a bus ride home, because you've got literally nothing else to do on the bus... Uh, and you got to record a fucking podcast that night, and you skip past the theme song using the 10-second-ahead button a bunch of times, um, the theme song lines up so that it just becomes or, 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 or. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. (coughs) Um, 
so yeah, this is. Uh, I can't believe Netflix uh, didn't add six. one of those skip intro buttons for this show. I think it does have one. I, I well, I guess I'll say this: when I watch a couple episodes in a row, it starts skipping the intro. So I don't why, know how that works, though. Why on earth it, would you watch multiple episodes of the show in a row? We only have to cover one for the podcast. Cause I, cause I like it. But. I'm I mar- I marathon some ZU. <laughs> I will sometimes... say whenever whenever a, a tech thing does things that are completely inexplicable and inconvenient, you can guarantee it's an algorithm. Well, sure, but what I was gonna say, Lexi, is also sometimes I just need a thing on in the background while I clean or cook or whatever. So, I, I I'm scared of silence because then I have to think about things. I I not... absolutely understand that, Zach. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the worst thing about working like retail where like i can't just wear headphones all the time is that i have to be in my own head and it sucks <laughs> um so this is a, a episode that opens on a baseball park which it's all that's probably what it's called i don't know what it, it, it kind of yes but it uh i think baseball diamond it's the diamond when we're just baseball diamond sure yeah um so it's always fun when uh we we actually are in a location we haven't filmed in before um, so they're doing but, one of those shots where they show multiple instances of the same event happening cut up. So it's like you see three or four throws at a time and you see three or four catches at a time and you see another three or four throws back. And right. I, it's, yeah. it's a montage. Yeah, it's a yeah. montage, but it's specifically split up to like. It's like they took a bunch of events that happened chronologically, then cut them up and reordered them to fit the like actual event that's happening in each scene. Right, and, and also they—sorry, go ahead. No, it's just—it's a—it's a thing that really bugs me on some level. Like, I get it's well, a legit filmmaking technique and everything, but there's something about it that just kind of makes my brain itch. Well, it's not. Well, quite... there's, there's. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's not like a normal montage where you show like scenes kind of spliced together with music or whatever it's it's really like swing hit swing hit swing hit it's very jarring in some ways so yeah well, I, I mean I it's, say... it's, it's it's just like doing a montage of this one practice rather than lots of different practices it's weird sure. but it works i don't know it's fine yeah but two things i, I want to say uh one is that the show has finally gotten to the point where they can even do a montage because they will film enough stuff to make that happen which is pretty wild That's considering true, the show yeah. up until this point. The other thing is a montage like this where, where it's just repeating, where you just see a person catch a ball a bunch of times in a row and you see a person hit a ball a bunch of times in a row. That's just what happens when you cut a baseball game down to where the interesting things happen. Yeah, that's right, true. Right, <laughs> but typically there's a flow to it of throw, hit, catch, throw. Yeah, yeah. And, this, that, was, what... and that flow was denied to me. I, I mean, it's, it's usually means. more like pitcher looks at the catcher, signals, shakes his head, okay, signals, so, shakes his head, signals, so shakes his head, steps the, off the mound so, for a moment. So here's the thing about baseball. Baseball is a very cerebral game, and you might not expect that going into it, but not a whole lot seems to be happening like visibly when you're just sitting and watching it. But uh, there's a lot of nuance in seeing how they how they choose who's going out, how they're calling pitches, um just all I mean, the I'm all a, the I'm choices a... that go into everything that happens and yeah if to to really enjoy baseball i feel you have to really get into all of that stuff that's why that's why people like care so much more about stats in baseball 
than any other sport I've seen. That makes sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not throwing shade at baseball. I used to be really into the NFL until the Rams moved. And if you want to talk about a sport where it's long stretches of time where nothing fucking happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, so, I've just, like, it's weird because baseball and football both hit that. But for football, I basically need to only watch it on TV where I can find something else to do during the, you know, long periods of time when no plays are happening. Whereas with baseball, there's something about it where I can't concentrate on and on TV. Like I have to be at a game to enjoy it. That makes sense. Uh, it is fun to go to baseball games. So well, yeah, because uh, like it, it, when you actually go to a baseball game, it's like a massive like like forty thousand person drunken picnic. <laughs> so we've got a uh, we've got Adam, Rocky, and our old buddy. Sean. Sean. I almost said Curtis. That's a different character who, who went away. Wow. Yeah, I, I fucked up. Um, We've got our old buddy Sean, and Sean sure is good at baseball, and the way they show you he's better at baseball <laughs> than everyone else is that when he goes to do a catch at one point, he does a split for some reason also. Because the, I Which, guess... on the one hand, is impressive, but on the other hand, is actually really bad form. Because yeah. when you catch the ball, you need to be able to immediately feel it. <clears throat> yeah, like, you can't do shit when you're in a split with the ball. Like, what are you going to do next? So, um, so yeah, apparently they're on the, the team. Tommy is barely in this episode, which is kind of interesting. I, I'm not sure why. Um I guess Cat's not in it that much Listen, either. Listen, so, you can't. A little you bit can't. More. You gotta. It's a spotlight episode. You can't have everyone there. Fair enough. So yeah, we have uh, Tanya comes to see everybody practice, um, and she's just in time to see the Sultan of Swat, which I thought they were saying the Sultan of Sweat, and I'm like, what? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I guess that's a that's a thing that Babe Ruth did. He sweated a lot, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I assume so. He was a pretty big guy, and he smoked a lot of cigars. Sometimes like, this, like, while that's the thing is, Babe Ruth wasn't yeah. really like in shape. It's no. just he always hit home runs. Yeah. So it well, didn't you don't matter. have to be in shape if you hit home runs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so so here's the thing. Adam runs up, and first of all, I want to say I love Adam's shirt because it's just way too big. It's, it's a too big, baggy sweatshirt, which is not what you want to be wearing when playing baseball. I don't. Think. Well, he's, well, well he's, pra- he's at practice, but I like how yeah, I like how his 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 sleeves are too long for his arms, so his hands are in his sleeves. Yeah, and which that's like a cutesy those. thing that you do, and like it's just so adorable <laughs> that like Adam's it's a, got it's this a like good look, but it's terrible for practicing baseball. It's yeah, really his pants. pants look too big. I don't, I, th- I don't think that's what they are, but it looks like he's wearing sweat pants like in my mind like adam is a 10 year old who's having a sleepover at grandma's right now <laughs> that's what i'm saying though it's like it's like usually you see long sleeves in like oh like an anime girl will have them and just her fingers will be poking out and it's supposed to be like oh look how cute she and small she is and it's I, adam doing um, it and I, it's like really funny like yeah so do i lexi <laughs> It's cute, okay? It is. Uh, but yeah, so, so Adam, you know, is like, hey, so yeah. It's funny seeing Adam like that. <laughs> so Adam well, turns I mean, to Tanya, of like, hey, all so the, the Rangers, if I was going to pick one to be a cute anime girl, it would probably be Adam. I mean, absolutely. Adam's adorable. So is that, is that Adam's boyfriend shirt? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Yes. Okay, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, sorry, Mike. He used Mike, to be Rockies, but now he has to wear blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, so uh, Adam comes up and sort of jokingly uh, calls um, Sean the Sultan of Swat, and uh, Tanya's like, who? 
and like she doesn't know who Babe Ruth is, which and, is understandable considering she's yeah. from a different area and maybe time. Yeah, know. that's the thing is the show wants <laughs> us to forget that. I think, like, I think what the show wants us to think is like, oh well, she's a girl, so she doesn't know much about baseball. But like in the back of our minds, like, there's still the fact that like, no, she was like thrown through time and yeah. space. I feel like she, so Tanya says, was still from America and I feel like if she was from the past you should be even more inclined to know who Babe Ruth yeah, was. Yeah, that's that's a good point cuz even if if we were right and it's like all the way back in the 50s which okay, I personally but, I think, okay, but I think yeah. Emily is more right. But anyway, even if it was that old she should know about baseball, at least, like, In the 50s, the like, baseball and people who were good at baseball were way more of household names. Okay, but also her parents were adventurers, and they, like, yeah, went to Africa to, like, one research of those, stuff. Yeah, she could have had one of those. I, we're always traveling to other countries. I don't know shit about what other kids know. I really do think that's... that. that that's what I take from it, like, my headcanon, is that she, like... She grew up in the back of a car, you know, like, a, in, like an RV, and, like, her parents drove around everywhere. All right, yeah, like, she, yeah she was one of the mm-hmm. wild thornberries. I got you. Yeah, exactly. She was literally one of the wild thornberries. <laughs> God, I can't wait to, to for a cameo from Tim Curry. <laughs> Man, Tim Curry would have been a fucking great Power Rangers villain. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> he was a great uh, superhuman samurai cyber squad villain. Oh, that's right. I forgot. So... <laughs> anyway, um, what what Tanya says is, I don't know much about baseball. What she should say is, I don't know shit about anything that's happening around me, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. No, no, she's gotten no, past she's... that point where she's just okay. shrugging and rolling with it. No, so... she's very much aware of everything that's happening around her because there's, like, a pop fly or something, and it, it comes flying towards Adam's head, and she's like, look out, and she she pushes him out of the way and fucking catches this, like... Oh yeah, ba- no. just catches this baseball out of nowhere, yeah, barehanded, one-handed. Goes off. Yeah. By the way, I, I, if you've never played baseball, and Lord knows I've only done it a couple times, boy, don't catch a baseball with your bare oh, hands. Oh God, no! It's, <laughs> it's really bad. It's well, good see, Tanya's very. Human. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Tanya's very strong and capable, so she can do it. And also, it's it's attractive that she did that. <laughs> <laughs> So I like, well, first of all, I think we may have not mentioned it, but the Sultan of Swat was Babe Ruth's nickname, but apparently they call Sean that because he's so good. Every time Um, somebody tried to say it, my brain, or every time somebody said it, my brain tried to autocorrect it to the Sultan of Swing, which would have still worked. uh, Me too. Yeah, the Sultan of Swing. I love that song. And also, I know it actually is the Sultan of Swat, but every time I hear Sultan of... That's what my brain does. So I I would have loved if when Adam said Sultan of Swat and Tiny's like, I don't know what that is, Adam had said, You're killing me, Smalls, and then she just continued to look confused <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, Oh shit, you don't get that either. Fuck. <laughs> so, so she catches I'm sorry, baseball. Tanya, my entire sense of humor is references. Yeah, yeah. So she catches this baseball and then their hilariously Joe Pesci like coach. Uh, oh, I love him. He's great. He's so... The gay, so, come on over here. Yeah, it's it's very funny. You uh, go take a shower. Step under the mound here. We go, we're gonna, we gonna get you to throw the ball. Because there's two options, because I believe they did film in California. And so one of the options is they got a random person to do a day shot and just told him to do his most extreme Joe Pesci accent. Or I mean, kind of just... kind of going back to Babe Ruth, there's this whole thing where like the stereotypical baseball player is from New York. Yeah, that's true. Because like or... those were the players anybody cared about. 
or they just found this guy, which I like that one more. <laughs> so yeah, he calls this her guy over. just barely lost out to Bob Hoskins in the Mario movie. <laughs> he almost got the part, and they were like, "Oh wait, no, we have we have a, a, an accomplished British actor. Get him instead." But you know, still make so, him a, a real New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he asks her to throw the ball over to him. He does. So I get that Tanya doesn't know anything about uh, baseball and everything, but the way he describes the catcher is still patronizing as hell. Yes. So so she she well, throws so the ball she, to him. Go ahead. Here's the here's the fucking weird thing is she seems to need that explanation because she doesn't understand what's going on. No, no, yeah, no. Cause I yeah. Cause, here's the thing. Yeah, I get she doesn't know who a catcher is, but you see that guy with the funny mask on is the way you talk to a five year old because yeah. you're trying to keep them engaged in what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, he should be like, that's the catcher, throw the ball at him. But yeah, he says the guy with the funny mask on. So, she But she, throws... seems, she seems so concerned, she needs that explanation, which... Again, it's not that he gave her an explanation, cause... it's how he explained it. Yeah, but... No, can I finish my thought? <laughs> What's wild about her not understanding baseball is she's been dating the captain of the baseball team. Yeah, that's a fair point. You'd think he would have explained it or she'd have been to a game. Is this the first practice she's ever been to? Maybe they were uh, out of season before and now it's in season and like Listen, like he was a, when you're he, dating he someone, sometimes they're baseball? interested in stuff you just don't give a shit about. It's true. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. So she uh she throws this ball and I don't expect like again, I'm not a baseball person, but there is that thing. They're in called TV players, shows. Zach. <laughs> There's, God damn it. There's this thing in TV <laughs> shows that happens where when they when they're telling you like this person is amazing at something, but they have to show it. Yeah, it never works. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I, I'm not gonna go and in, go into the, the details of what it was I was reading that dug, dug into this, but I was reading a, a book criticism at one point where they brought up the the conundrum there of an author or you know tv show or whatever bringing up that someone is the best at something and how it's just a it's a fallacy not a fallacy but it's a it's a huge overstep that you shouldn't make because at some point you're going to have to back that up with something and unless you're capable unless you're capable of conceiving that thing like if you're an artist right. and you're talking about like the best investigative journalist of all time but you know Jack shit, author, I mean, and and you know Jack shit about investigative journalism. Like you cannot cash that check. No, you yeah. need you need to research it if you're gonna write about it. Like and like okay, like as someone who's read a lot of sports manga, the people who write those have to do a lot of research into that shit because then like they explain shit like in such detail in like almost every manga that like you have to like. You have to know something about it, or you can't write about it. Like, yeah, the the, the example I, I always even... think of is you need to know this... at least enough to bullshit it. You know, yeah. there there was this very short lived show that the guy um, Aaron Sorkin wrote called Studio Sixty on the Sunset Strip that was like about a Saturday Night Live type show. All right, that show that was going to and... kill Thirty Rock. Yeah, and it took itself extremely seriously. Everyone was like, "This comedy will change the world." And then they, like, made the mistake of showing it, and it was, like, bad fart jokes. And it was just like, no, you can't do that, guys. Right, to compare with 30 Rock, the quote-unquote competing show at the time, competing, that's not a word. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, where 
the whole joke was it was an awful show and everyone knew it was an awful show. So it was also fart jokes, but like everyone was very aware that it was terrible because they knew they couldn't like sketch comedy is so subjective. You can't. It's impossible for you to to like make the claim of, oh, yeah, this is the best sketch comedy ever and then show that and have people on board with it. Right. So anyway, yeah. this is all a long So, so what happens of, is, yeah. like, and this is, this is honestly part of the reason we were alluding to all those kids' baseball movies is because the thing that happens all the time is, like, is a character is just magically good at something. It's never practiced oh, yeah, no, a day in their a, life. She's and a they baseball just, like, savant. Yeah. yeah, like, she's just she just picks up a ball and she's instantly incredible at pitching. And, you know, the coach is like, well, there's nothing in the rule book says a girl can't play baseball. And God. It's like, and she just, like throws the ball at okay so she does some practice pitches and sean for whatever reason is like i'm gonna i'm gonna bat against my girlfriend who's I learning to pitch happened to well, be the person who was already up yeah he was yeah he was he already was. standing there yeah yeah but he didn't need to actually come up and try to okay. bat she's learning to pitch um you say she's learning to pitch but that form looks pretty goddamn good for somebody who's yeah no learning. well i well i think i think she's not learning to pitch the, the coach is just like let's see what she can do and then she right. does well but like and right. i want to say something you guys are saying like i know what you guys are leading up to you're gonna say she's not that great it doesn't look that fast i'm not as someone she's, like terrible or anything it's no, just, no 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 like, i know yeah. it's not it's not amazing but as someone who doesn't know shit about baseball never watched a baseball game i was like okay Fine. I I believe it. Like (laughs) I think I think what's kind of compounding it is we are told over and over again both that she's extremely good at pitching and that Sean is extremely good at batting. Yeah, yeah. And I do know that like she basically lobs it. Like it goes an 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 up arc. And I'm like, well, I don't think it's supposed to do that when you're throwing this like super crazy fastball that the best the best batter on the team can't hit. Um, onion, but whatever, it's it's a minor complaint. It's just something that ha- comes up. I I, I do like it. It does it does like after her first pitch, it cuts to Adam who's clapping for her, and again his sleeves are too big, and he's it's adorable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like a seal. Yeah, he's like, like, like oh, yeah. um, But so so by the way, in case you forgot from last time we saw Sean, Sean sucks ass. He's really awful. He's the worst. Um, and I understand that he's, he's taunting her. He does the he does the point at the outfield thing. Like I'm already calling my shot. I'm gonna homer on this on the, on my stupid girlfriend here. Right. That's I get that if this is your thing, like you put all your eggs into this basket of being good at baseball, that it might not feel very good to you know strike out or whatever. But. You need to get so, that shit under control. He is when so it's fucking your girlfriend. Off. Like he throws yeah. his helmet down and is just shaking his head. Like, oh fuck this. He noise. acts like a child. Like no, he he, 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 he well no. he sucks. Like we we know he sucks, but like to, to no, put to it to be like, fair, like, Zach, in, in, this is the guy who would rather go through extreme lengths to cheat on something than just learn it. Like, listen, yeah, listen, yeah. What, what, what Sean wants a girlfriend for is to someone who tells him he's right at everything. And he's the best. That's what he wants a girlfriend for. He doesn't actually like care about other people. Like he's just a dick. Like, oh, yeah. we're going to get, we're going to get a peek into the rest of his social life outside of, of dating Tanya in a bit here. And boy, howdy, does it paint a picture of the man? Um, yeah, so we cut up to uh, the moon. and Well, first um, the, the coach is like, hey, uh, what are your plans for tomorrow? Because he's oh, going right. to yes. ask her to join the baseball team. Um, 
And but yeah, I fucking like... Sean throws his baseball bat at the ground. Adam's so happy, and then like, yeah, that's that's that. Uh, so we cut up to the movie. Oh, I just assumed the coach was hitting on her because she was good at baseball. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> sounded like that, and the accent didn't help. Well, like I, I, I didn't take that from it, but fair. <laughs> Uh, so we haven't gotten Emily, listen, listen, my brother Luigi, he, he's, he's, he's one to ask you out. Uh, we can, he's offered you a ride. Please step into the van. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we haven't gotten a ton of the, the like family dynamics of the machine empire yet. Other than the fact that, uh, Mondo and Machina like to role play over murder. Um, and also that, that, uh, kid, what's his face is just Bowser Jr. Sprocket. Yes. Well, he get we get a little bit more of of Sprocket in this uh, in this scene, which is actually pretty fun. I like because Sprocket says he came up comes up with a plan, and um, basically he's like, "Hey, I got a, I got this idea. Uh, I'm gonna make an evil baseball pitching machine, and it's gonna." Okay, I oh, want to be actually... I want to be clear here. He doesn't just say he came up with a plan. The two mooks, uh, what are, what's their faces? Um, Clank uh, and Orbis. Yeah, they um, they're like, well, hey, we we come up with a lot of plans. It just doesn't feel like anyone listens to them. And the other one's like, oh yeah, it's because they it's because they don't or whatever. And then they... Orbis is really good. Orbis just keeps like sniping in these comments that are really good. And then Kimondo <laughs> and is like, well, anyway, why don't you come up with something, son? Like just pointedly yeah. ignoring them. Yeah, and, yeah. And... Like at this point, uh, uh, Sprocket's just like, "Okay, you can count on me, Dad." Like we don't actually find out his plan. Yeah, yet. I got, I got that wrong. So they, they don't. We just know that the little guy is gonna come up with an evil plan. All I right. just, I want to be clear how fucking passive aggressive this power structure is, because the, because uh, Mondo's ostensibly like right hand man is like, "Hey, I can come up with a plan for you, boss." And he's like, "Um, why doesn't my young son come up with a plan?" But, Why doesn't yeah, this literal never... robot child come up with a plan? <laughs> Which, you know, how does that work? <laughs> we've talked about it before, but why would you build a robot child? And also, how does the robot child become a robot adult? But whatever, it's fine. Okay, anyway. when when he has grown enough, he gets he gets his puberty parts, and he can you know swap out well, he... for some. Or pa- possibly he's part of a, of a of a replicating system that constantly rebuilds and and maintains itself and eventually. Oh, you mean like bigger. an organism? Yeah, but like a robot <laughs> one. <laughs> um, I don't like uh, the phrase. Zach, let me parts. point you to the uh, to the two thousand five documentary on the subject, Robots, uh, starring one Robin Williams. Fuck, I forgot that's part of the plot of that movie. Or, uh, or we could talk about the other movie where Robin Williams is a robot who eventually grows up. Yeah, uh, Byzantinium Man, yeah. where he gets a dick as part of the plot, is that he gets a penis. Um, so yeah, anyway, you know, let's talk parts. about this instead. Oh, God damn it. Uh, so so um, Sean is walking down the stairs, and just some real I'm shit. I'm going to be heads. honest, I forgot about Byzantinium Man. And when you were talking about the other Rob Williams movie, my, my first thought was, was he talking about Jack? Like, what's, what? what's going on? <laughs> Jack, he starts out without a penis, and then he gets one. <laughs> how it works um no so uh technically technically like that's how it works for like 50 percent of the population but you know okay fair can i please talk about this scene with the stupid i don't know i kind of want to keep talking about robin williams's dick (laughs) (laughs) 
Green Patch Adams hits red and it honks when you squeeze it. Anyway. Fuck off. <laughs> Sean. Fuck off. <laughs> God damn it. Sean walks down the stairs and he has two shithead friends. And they're oh, like, also Tanya gets congratulated by um uh Kat and Adam and Adam is very like are you kidding the way she pitches like yes. she's a natural yeah, Adam like, is it's... like rooting for her 100%. He's a good friend. Adam's Adam great. Is a, is a good friend. Um we get uh Sean's shitty friends who are like haha boy that sure was humiliating that you strike struck out to your girlfriend. She's a girl, so she's bad at everything, and and you suck for losing to her. Ha ha ha! Basically, it's not yeah. good. They're bad. They also Listen, high Persona, five and if like Persona Five has taught me anything about teenage boys. This is one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, they like high five over their excellent jokes and then like hug each other. Well, no, they they, is... they okay, like they high five their excellent jokes and then they hold hands for a bit and linger a little too long. I think these two are are. Um, performing ta- toxic masculinity in order to cover for the feelings they're feeling for each other. Is or, happening. you know, that they is... could be toxically <laughs> masculine gay boyfriends. Like, that's a totally a thing. <laughs> that's, that's true, that's true. true. Also, when Sean leaves, they say... Yeah, bro, girls suck. fucking suck, including it, dating them sucks. So they they when they say goodbye to Sean and he leaves, they say see you Sultan and then they bow to him, which yeah. is Yeah, that was a little uncomfortable. The, yeah. I mean it's it, it's it the was... Sultan line is yeah. the thing. Yeah. Uh, and also, he he like does this smarmy ass point. Well, they're they're mo- they're mocking him. I mean, like I don't know, it's not that weird. It's like uh, yeah, yeah, to show that they're mocking him, and but also kind of to signal that he agrees that it's actually really shitty that he lost to a girl. Yeah, so, and and like he's smiling at him because he's trying to like put up a brave face because men aren't allowed to get their feelings hurt and tell their friends like, hey guys, actually that kind of sucks that you did that. It's not allowed to do that. <laughs> So, um, hey, folks, this thinks... isn't just us being a gaggle of bleeding hearts liberals. Like, like that's the crux of the episode. Oh, no, yeah. they're mean shitheads. Uh, so Sean sits down with them, and we do get a brief glimpse, glimpse of the talking machines uh, thing behind them in the, the study center or whatever Wait, this is what? called. There's this weird thing I pointed out in the last episode I think I wasn't here, here for. Yeah. Um, that's in this this set that's just like a bunch of like radios and boom boxes. I and didn't notice that until just now. Wow. Over them. I don't wow. know what it's for. I thought it was only gonna it's, be in one shot. It's a it's not. really funny just in that it's clearly this specific detail of the set, but it has no relevance to anything. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. It's completely pointless. Um so uh he sits down with with I guess his friends, the Power Rangers. Well, his like, girlfriend's I, there. He's allowed to yeah. come up, and also Adam's on his team. I mean, like they well, obviously have some but connection. Also, if this show has established anything, it's that whoever the Power Rangers are are the main characters of Angel Grove High School, and they know literally everybody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They they do know everyone. So, um, Cat is like, I just heard about Tanya's. Tr- uh, tryout, you should be so proud. And he's like, Yeah, I'd be more proud if she struck somebody else out. Brr. Um, and in Tanya's, uh, like to Tanya's, uh, credit, she immediately is like, Well, that's bullshit. Like, 
she yeah. she is like, hey, you should you know give me some credit, and he says like, and he completely refuses to admit that she's any good. He says basically like, I just wasn't concentrating. I could totally have hit it because uh, yeah. I'm the best, and it sucks and I hate it. Well, so and then he negs her. He's he's like, you know, you did all right for practice, but tomorrow's game is going to be a whole different thing. Which okay, first of all. Can you just recruit somebody out of nowhere and add them to the team and expect them to play the very next fucking day? Yeah, that's absolutely real, fucking not. That's real crazy. Like sure. she wouldn't even be on the roster. Like from a just from a purely bureaucratic standpoint, there's no way they could get her on the field. I, yeah, I feel like I feel like the 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 other team would have a problem with that. You guys are right. This TV show is ridiculous. Ah <laughs> uh, fuck, em- Emily! You just you just fucking blew up the whole entire conceit of our podcast. <laughs> Emily, Emily, you're not wrong, but also if we stop nitpicking about the ridiculous things, we can just go ahead and. Stop I, I just I just feel like some things we can just like pass by, but it's fine. <laughs> I think that the time frame between hey you're good at baseball, hey you're gonna be in our game, in this is ridiculous, even for a TV show. Okay. I feel bad for the pitcher. The, yeah, the, like, yeah, their pitcher. existing pitcher who, like, tried mm-hmm. out and, like... Yeah, and apparently he's just gone already. <laughs> like, goddamn, that was fast. Okay. But um, also, what a fucking dick boyfriend this guy is. Like, just oh, he's co- trying to completely tear down her confidence before playing a game with her on the same team. This yeah. Isn't, this isn't even okay for like an acquaintance to do to you. The fact that it's her boyfriend is like super not cool. Right? Because no, he's got he's got emotional leverage over her. Mm-hmm. Uh. So in any case, at uh, they the girls leave. Okay. Uh. And... Hang on. I just want to say I really like Cat's sweater. I want it. Oh, I like it. I, I also mean, like, like her hair in this episode. I it's I real poofy. I want to say, like, Kat, like, every time she's on screen, I'm like, oh, God, I love her outfit. Oh, she's so cute. Like, I, I love Kat. She's, like, one of my new favorite characters. It's like Kat and Tanya are the best. Yeah, Tanya's, <laughs> outfit, Tanya's outfit's good, too. I like the uh, I like the red skirt over, like, black leggings. Yeah. It's a good look. It's good. Uh, um, so, at this point... Uh... I gotta say, uh, on, on the subject of, of Kat and Tanya... Uh, Tanya has really endeared herself to me, like, very, very quickly. Like, I like her a lot. Yeah. And I gotta say, with her, they finally... Okay, completely setting aside how absolutely, completely nonsense her actual addition to the team was. Like, her origin story is is banana pants. Right, at some point, we have to move past that in order to be able to talk about her, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they did... They've... They put more effort into like introducing her and giving her some focus early on than they did with Aisha, Rocky and Adam, which is good, but they didn't go so overboard with it. Like they did with Catherine. Yeah. Aisha definitely still feels like she got the least of any of the Rangers we've had so far. Like I got a kind of an idea of her eventually, but she never really got much. She had like what? Two focus episodes total in her entire tenure. Yeah. So so in No, any no, case, she was only on um, for like maybe a year and a half. Yeah. So in any case, Way they uh No, she, he said two, I think. Yeah, but it's a anyway. tenure. Lexi is making a joke. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So anyway, uh the girls leave and Adam asks um Sean, "Hey, do you want to come to the batting cages with me and Rocky later?" Sean agrees. 
we cut back up to the moon, and now we get Sprocket's very good plan. It's actually and not what bad. I was just, it's not, but what I was going to say earlier is what nice supportive parents he has. Like, yeah. they're, they're like, oh, that's such a great idea, honey. We're going to give that a shot, and I bet it'll work great. And I kind of love it. Like, it's cute. I no, think it's adorable. But also, the, the thing is, though, like, th- on the other hand, they're definitely, like, spoiling him to the point of, like... Oh, yeah, like, no. Give, giving him, like, treating him over, like, their general, basically. Yeah, no, like, let's be let's be clear here. He is the son of aristocrats. Of aristocrats. Yeah. And they will spend any amount of money to prop up his crazy ideas and make him feel like he's got value and he's smart and he's good. Now, I will say, I do think this is a pretty good plan, but when when you have infinite technology, essentially, like, he literally just says, like, I'm going to make a special magic baseball machine, and they can do that. So when your ideas are not restrained by any sort of reality, it's pretty easy to come up with a good idea because you just <laughs> make up some so, bullshit. But do you remember literally everything <laughs> Zed and Rita did? Okay, that's I, I I think this also is another case of the Machine Empire as a cubris where they're like, oh, it's fine. Just let the kid do it. Like, you can have a yeah. plan, and if it fails, whatever. It's no big deal. Like because they don't care that much. Like. And that'll uh, be their undoing. By the way, there's a really cute comedic moment in here where he says, we'll make a special pitching machine. Spatial. And <laughs> and uh, um, Machina says, oh, lo- what a lovely idea. Orbis can be the ball. Clank goes, that is a great idea. And then Orbis goes, I don't like it. And that made me laugh really hard. Yeah, that <laughs> Orbis, Orbis is great. Orbis yeah. is fantastic. Orbis is adorable. <laughs> I also like that he talks like the any anime uh, adorable animal sidekick. Yeah. Like, he has a very yeah, high-pitched totally. voice. Uh, and but also, he talks massive amounts of shit, but like, yeah. oh, he's an no asshole. one reacts because like, everyone just ignores him anyway. Yeah, he's great. I really so, like him. What so, I like about this is um, Kid What's-His-Face is... Um, like, clearly making this up as he goes because right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because yeah, they're totally. like, all right. So, uh, so how's this work? He's like, huh. Um, I guess you hit a ball from my pitching machine, and it uh sucks you inside. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a thing that can happen. And they produce yeah. this in like an hour. They like make a machine to this specification. I hey, guess. Hey, hey, yeah. guys. How long has it been since we've had some good old fashioned vor? Some in this, that's true. Yeah, it's getting back to our roots here. Is it still vor if instead of organs it's clock? Yeah, yeah absolutely. That doesn't yes, matter. It's still being consumed. But I, but I will say though that like this isn't like that horny of vor because it's not like it, it like opens up their its mouth and slowly like you know lowers Rocky into it. It's just like boom, he's a baseball. He's inside of him. That's yeah, it. Well, you know, but but he is in I mean, there. He's still a Power sure. Rangers. Uh, one other thing I want to point out before we move away from this scene, I don't have a timestamp because I don't, I didn't like get a screenshot of it or anything. But somewhere in the scene, for the first time, we get a really good shot of like Queen Machina's mouth moving and her teeth. Oh yeah, terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna like, go. Like these... I'm just gonna go on record here and say teeth are terrifying. Like just straight up in general. I don't care who's there. That's are. a valid point. But hers are doing like the zigzaggy square thing, like Jaws from. James Bond. Wish we had Matt here to like re- rebuff you there, Lexi. <laughs> no, I'm glad we don't. That that's a, that's a statement that I requires mean, no rebuttal. I'm, I'm reasonably certain that Matt also thinks teeth are terrifying. It's just that 
that is good. <laughs> that's he just, true. He just likes it. Yeah, that's true. Um. So yeah. So that's that's our great uh, evil plan. Um. We cut down to Lieutenant Stone. Um, oh, our he... plan. You'll say it's our plan now. Let's see how you how you feel about it by the end of the episode. Yep. So he is giving Balkan Skull a special assignment, uh, which is that uh, he is going. They are going to be on Operation Refuse Removal, and for some reason, Balk is like really excited. And it's finally, then... it's finally a job he knows he can do without screwing up. Well, they're both excited, but also Skull doesn't know what they're talking about, because he's like, what, what is right, that, that anyways? I mean, Skull <laughs> is excited, but he doesn't know what what Refuse is. Bulk does, and is still excited. Yeah. Um, Bulk and Skull are, aren't smart enough to realize that, like, they don't realize when uh, Lieutenant Stone's being condescending right. by saying that, uh, that an assignment is important when it's really not. On the other hand, though, like, picking up litter really is the sort of thing we should actually be paying cops to do. Yeah. Uh, oh, and also it's what junior police patrol should be doing right. instead of the crazy shit that they've had them doing in the past. Absolutely, that said, yeah. they are a, like an amusement park. Yes. Um, Lieutenant Stone just went up to a couple of wolves and was like, hey, I need somebody to guard this chicken coop. You guys good? <laughs> yeah. So he had, there's a quick joke where he's giving them their quote-unquote equipment, which is like a stick to, the, with the, to pick up stuff and then a garbage bag. But he gives them, like, this is your T-150 garbage receptacle. And then he hands them these, like, sticks to pick garbage up with. And he says, here are your T-480s. And they each take one and say 240. Because I guess they think because there's two of them, you then divide the number into two and that's the number i think that's the, the joke but also wait I'm what shocked that they're that good at division he he says here's your tp 480s and they each take one and go 240 oh my god i didn't even realize that would happen <laughs> yeah it's really <laughs> stupid I, it's a dumb joke um <laughs> but mike has a point there where they're like apparently good enough division to figure that out instantly like yeah that's true um so then we see the batting cage, and I love. I think I love the cogs. The cogs I think are good. I'm with Luke I like them. Cogs are great. Point. Um, they're just funny, and they, a bunch of them teleport in at once and do some crazy shit to this pitching no, machine. So they teleport fast. down with parts and assemble it. Oh yeah, that's true. Yes, you're it's, right. It's great. I. It's so much more visually fun than just oh I zapped a thing and now it's a monster. Also, mm-hmm. a bunch of them high five. Which means that they programmed their mooks to be excited when they complete a task. No, because <laughs> no, is... <laughs> these are just these are just putties that are infiltrating the cog units, and they're okay, legitimately excited. Lexi, I I know that the a the episode hasn't come out yet, but b I just don't think you've listened to it. In the last episode, uh, a cog entered a password, and the password was M O O K mook. So oh, yeah, the cogs are. Ver- the cogs are very good, basically. Um, so the cogs high five. One of them uh, like claps to himself and then does like a little back and forth shimmy. I just they're very silly. Mm-hmm. Um, then they peace out because uh, the the Balkan skull come up. The Balkan gonna, skull, yeah. The Balkan skull. They're gonna. Um, uh, and I love that Balk has it. it in the past couple episodes, it seemed like Bulk has been, like, trying to be good, and then Skull is the one who, like, convinces him to do the bad thing, which is fun. 
Uh, and that, that happens again in this one where Bulk's like, no, we have to pick up the trash. And Skull is like, how about instead we use the batting machine? Because fuck our job, I guess. They're not paying us anyway. Yeah, true. <laughs> so they they go to... Uh, I like how Skull to... tries to open the the door by like pulling it. He's like, ah! It's so... and, and, then, and then Bulk just pushes it and it instantly opens. <laughs> okay, Scared. but which mm-hmm. of us has not done that at least once? I mean, I, well, listen. I'll I'll pull once and then push, like it. Oh, I it depends on the it. day and where your head's at. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. So, um, they go to bat, and Sprocket is looking at them like, "Oh no, they're gonna ruin my plan." And Clank is like, "Well, only if they get any hits." And at that point, Sprocket should have been like, "Oh, we're fine." <laughs> yeah, there's no fucking way. Bulk well, and skull. Not Red. to second guess the evil plan of the villain, something we would never do on this podcast. But why did same you, same with, it... like, nitpicking things that are unrealistic. You uh-huh. know? Um, but, like, if the whole point of this batting machine is to get a hostage, it's totally fine if Bulk and Skull are the hostage. Like, if, if all you're trying to do is have this thing capture somebody the Rangers care about... Well, like, I think they specifically wanted to capture a Ranger true like that's better but also like it's not a lost cause if you get bulk or skull i guess no so i mean like they could, the, they, could, they could they could capture bulk and skull and still capture like adam or rocky or whoever so but yeah the, i mean this is already relying on an absurd amount of luck to have the right people show up but ignoring that like you got to realize this is from a villain's perspective they're not going to think oh the rangers will care about these two random people the rangers are the We've got to capture one of the rangers so that they'll care about, like, ransoming him. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, I will say real quickly, I thought, uh, Mike, I thought you were going to say, why did they make it so that you have to hit the ball yeah, to no, be the, captured? The, that's another that, valid point. That was, that was my big criticism, quote-unquote criticism of this plan is, like, it's so unnecessarily convoluted. Just have the thing suck up people. So, or just have it so that like it captures them if it hits them with a baseball. Yeah. Oh so man, Bulk if it misses... was like if it like got loose and was flying around shooting baseballs at people, that would have been great. Yeah. So it would have. Bulk misses a bunch, and there's a very good skull bit where he does like an umpire like strike one. Well, so the subtitles he... say he says strike one, but I'm pretty sure what he says is. <laughs> <"Rah!"> <laughs> <laughs> When he, when he says strike one, he sa- he actually says it. Yes. Like each success, successive strike, he gets more and more into the realm of gibberish, and, and it's then, great. By the third one, he balks like, what did you say? And he says, I said, rah, rah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's really silly. Um, <laughs> at this point, Rocky, Adam, and uh, Sean break them up and uh, I guess steal the rest of their time on the batting machine. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how that works. Going back to what you said, like, the subtitles are like, screaming. What did you say? I said screaming. (laughs) (laughs) So, I love, I love, Rocky comes in to break up this fight. He gets between them and just screams at the top of his lungs. Like, yes, he really does. Uh, So then he puts his bag down, and I'm so fucking mad at Rocky because. He opens his bag and his goddamn Xeonizer is just loose in his backpack. It's shocking. Can this isn't a Tommy plot. 
Despite Zach... the fact that last episode mm-hmm. they showed that they can like summon them from like hammer space. Yeah, Zach Cassie told me to explicitly tease you about that. How you said, "Oh, I'm so glad this is never going to happen again." Because it, it's just... Zach, they could do that. <laughs> they could do that with the last morphers. It's exactly the same. Yeah, it makes me so angry. They just reached behind <laughs> their backs and the things appeared in their hands, like. Well, but but like but literally in the last episode they showed them magically appearing on their arms. Right, but like, that's always it, been how it works. I guess so. It's just leave it at home in a fucking safe if you can teleport it to. Well, you. maybe it's a local thing. Maybe they maybe if it's already on their person, it can pop where it needs to. Now, I guess you guys you guys were pretty you guys were pretty down on the uh, on the new movie that came out, but like that literally happens in a new movie where the te- where the morphers just like teleport to them whenever like whenever. Well, they do it here. It's just apparently you could also just leave that. No, I'm just I'm just saying the movie was paying attention to the lore and they they included like, that in. Like yeah, what the one place where they actually gave a shit about being powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, the. At this point, Rocky hits the ball, and he... It's actually a pretty cool special effect. He, like, turns into pink rings, and then gets, like... Oh, I also... also did we mention that Sean came with them, but he left because he didn't have a glove? And he's like, oh, I might sorry, get a blister, yes. guys. I might get a yeah. blister. I'll leave. Boy, boy <laughs> okay, already guys, throwing sorry, out the John. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, but, he's like, I don't have a, I don't have a, a batting glove, guys. I'm sorry. He's like, well, hey, you can you can borrow mine. It's like, no, sorry, Rocky, I'm left-handed. Well, so is Adam. You can borrow his. It's like, no, guys, I, re- I re- the plot really needs me to leave. <laughs> the D- the DM tells me I can't be here in this scene, so I gotta go. Um, um, his character, so his character's a, player wasn't a there for the scene session of the um, Machine Empire, which isn't super important, but they do like congratulate themselves a bunch for being really supportive parents. That's true, yes. They do do that. Well, I'm Sprocket um, Mind, and we said the cogs to capture it. Um, no, I don't think so. He's like, oh, yeah. Well, but we're just giving a little gift for a job well done. And, yeah, stuff like that. Oh, right, yes. So, they, yes, they send the cogs down to capture the Xeonizer in addition M- to Machina says, like, all, pu- all parents should be so supportive. Don't you think so, dear? So, <laughs> Zach, you said you like this effect, but there is a shot of just Rocky's head not attach anything flying it's really down good. and turning into a it's, a, like, it's really good it's yeah, I, so th- I think i think it's funny i like it <laughs> okay um, yeah. <laughs> Lexi's so, so i mean listen as far as like really goofy special effects of people turning into things this is among the better ones <laughs> so he gets turned into a ball and sucked into this thing and then, and then it, it like, seems just, like the balls hitting people does put them in because then he starts shooting at Adam. And Adam's dodging them. I think he's trying well, to capture Adam. Right. I well, do want to say my favorite bit about the Rocky's head turning into a baseball, which is weirdly the, a bit that we hadn't mentioned unless I missed it, which tends to happen. I was it's literally just complaining t- about it. At, no, no, I know we mentioned it, but one part of oh, it. Oh, gotcha. Sorry. Is. Is that uh, is that as his head is turning into a baseball, it ba- it doesn't get sucked back into the thing. Right. It bounces over to the thing. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it oh. goes. It bounces off screen and turns. Well, turns quote unquote. Like they they moved it off screen so that they could move a baseball up because they couldn't morph it. 
Right. I also want to say that Adams, like, the, like if it, whether that's Johnny Young Bosch or a stunt double, the stunts of dodging the baseball looks, like, legitimately really cool. Like, yeah, he does cool. some so, really so, cool dodges. So, the monster comes out of this thing, and it looks like, well, it, um... It, yeah, it, like, transformers into the monster. Yeah, and I like this monster design. It's kind of cool. It has, like, a long neck, which is weird. It looks like... It looks like kind of a, a killer vacuum cleaner. Yeah, it also Except looks it's like, like the a inverse nerf. of a vacuum cleaner because it shoot things, shoots things at you. Yeah, it also reminds me of like all the, those early Nerf guns that shot balls, I yeah. guess, because it has it, its arm cannon looks just like one of those old Nerf ball shooter thingies. Yeah, um, like which which we've seen used as a prop oh, in yeah, the I show. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, totally. And was uh, also an unlockable power-up in Bubsy 2 for some goddamn reason. But hey, no time for that, because be? a portal opens in the fucking ground, and a bunch of cogs <laughs> pop out. Well, specifically, a bunch of cogs pop out, and then also three cogs in a three-cog stack for some reason. Yes. So, like, were they like that before they teleported? Were yeah, they well, once again, Zach, up? these are clearly putties who have joined the cog <laughs> team because they yeah. posed for their entrance. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm speaking of believe, which, like the the top cog in that like stack is just hanging on to the cage. Yeah, yeah maybe just maybe just silly. posing as a thing that mooks like do for fun, like all mooks like universally, and they even have like message boards where they post like you know this is the stance we did poses. today. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so alt dot jobs dot mook. <laughs> I am more than ever, like, increasingly willing to believe our theory about some of the cogs just being putties in disguise, because, like, we're, we, like, with the cogs, we are finally back to the real, like, just mooks doing fun, stupid shit that we just didn't get with the tangas ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the tangas uh, suck. So, I agree. Um, tangas so... fuck like, that, I think, I feel like that's the official teenager's with attitude stance, is the tangas fucking sucked. <laughs> Uh, so Sorry, point, Frankie. So at this point, the uh, the monsters or, or the the cogs fight um, Rocky. Not sorry, no, Adam. they fight Adam while they're trying to take Rocky's. Z yeah, Rocky, Rocky's too busy having a ball. <laughs> and um. uh, this unmorphed <laughs> this unmorphed uh, cog fight with uh, Adam is pretty short, but it's it's cool. I feel like we haven't gotten any like in depth uh, like unmorphed fight stuff in a while, probably because they were children for a little bit. But it's 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 pretty cool. Um, I like it. I um, really like the scene where the um <clears throat> the cog who took the Zionizer holds it up and is like, "Hey, we got the Zionizer," and then just casually tosses the backpack away. <laughs> we can leave now. Yeah. Uh, and also when they leave again, they do a pose. This time it's like they all flex and then they teleport out, yeah. which is really great. Um, yeah. So they, they get away with the Xenizer. So throw... I do love that, like, do what you need to do and get out has pretty much been the potty policy forever, but I do love that the cogs explicitly say that, like, yep, we did what we had to do. Let's get out of okay, here. Okay, bye. Yeah. Um, they th when um, they throw he's... Adam to the ground, he, like, grabs his, like, arm like it was hurt, and I thought there was going to be a subplot of, like, uh, guys, now I can't play in the game because the, the cogs broke my arm. Nope. <laughs> Uh, instead, they just all leave, and the monster leaves, and uh, then Adam calls Zordon, who is not there. Billy answers instead. Yeah, so you know that whole uh, thing about that whole joke Mike made early on about Christopher Lloyd 
or whatever as like the angel or whatever of hey no one yeah. can see. oh yes yes alpha yeah. of alpha being like a ghost no one else can see well adam calls for alpha and gets billy so yeah um so <laughs> billy says i've got a reading reading on the other side of the park meet them there uh and let's take a quick break there and we'll come back and talk about what happens next yeah. Howdy, everybody. Zach here. Uh, no, not that Zach, a different one. I, um, I host a show on audio intro. Mm, okay. I'm the Zach whose podcast is about brightly colored heroes who fight. Okay, I hear it. I hear what I'm saying. I'm the Zach who can drink water. There we go. Got it. Okay. All along the Watchtower, it's another podcast here on the Audio Entropy Network. We're rewatching the DC Animated Universe show by show because we looked at the other rewatch podcasts and said, that's cool. What if we did six shows at the same time? Uh, we got new episodes Wednesdays. Anyways, uh, sorry for intruding and uh, go back to your regularly scheduled Power Rangers. Bye. Say the Joker to the all right, so Adam morphs uh, Zero Ranger 4 green and teleports over to totally definitely in Angel Grove Park and not somewhere in Japan in front of a very decorative... No, listen, uh, listen the, the teleporters are... Uh, the teleportering ability is pretty, pretty strong. It could be somewhere in Japan. I well, super dig the, like, the flower arrangement on the hillside that's designed to look like a koala's face. Yeah, I like it too. It's very cute. <laughs> um, so, Adam meets Honestly, up with like, all... Honestly, seeing places like this is what I missed most about like not being able to use fucking Sentai footage in seasons yeah. 2 and 3 is we didn't get to yeah. see shit like this. Yeah. Um, so, we get all the other rangers morphed, and I think and actually, now that I'm thinking, I think Tommy only appears morphed in this episode. Yeah, I don't think no, Jason David Frank later. is actually in this episode at all. No, he's, 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 he's in, in the, the stands of the baseball game yeah. at the end. Oh, okay. So one one scene at the end. All right. So um, that would be pretty they, easy to get somebody to fake fake it. I could have put a body know. double there. So <laughs> no, we see him like close up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that if it's close up, that could be from any time. So they're they're at the bottom of, of the stairwell <laughs> flower hill koala town thing. Listen, I'm just saying it's very possible Jason David Frank <laughs> disappeared during the uh, filming of this episode, and they had to cover for it. That's that's true. Also, I like okay. that you called it koala town. Go on, Mike. So, but like Tanya's like, I've been looking everywhere for him, guys. We haven't found him. I'm like, hmm, where could he be? And then, like, so the monster, Prince Sprocket, Clank, Orbis, and a bunch of cogs all appear at the top of the hill. And he's like, we've got him here. He's in my pitching machine monster's belly. And, like, See? they're like, oh, well, Vor. fucking say what? See? It's Vor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got swallowed right into that one. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. So they're like, well, fucking g- give it back to him. What'd you do with the Zeonizer? And... You know, Spark is like, I got it right here. And then, like, I I guess the, the implication... So there's a lot of fast cuts here, and I don't know how much of that is original to the Sentai footage and how much of that is Power Rangers doing editing. But, like, very rapid fire. It's, it looks like the Rangers are, like, getting ready to it attack sprocket and and he's like oh shit i don't have it clank has it and clank's like what and then somehow the xenizer we don't see them actually drop it but it somehow ends up on the ground 
and some no, cogs grab not it. Not just no- the ground. Where does it end up? Well, no, <laughs> so it, no, the- so it definitely just drops. Yeah, it just so it just drops on the ground. Then we get like a half second shot of Tommy like flying towards the camera, which is hilarious to me. Or not Tommy, uh, Adam. Adam sorry, I saw yeah. green. It's just you know. No, it's I just ingrained in you. But yeah. yeah, no, it's just this like half second shot of him like <laughs> flying forward out of nowhere. There's no sense of continuity to it, and I just kind of started laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I'm really just, good. My Netflix kept going. The next three minutes is some of the best Power Rangers I, shit. Oh, we've I, did, ever did we specify he does not fly towards the camera? He flies over the camera right. forwards, well, yeah, it's and same, it's so it's dumb. That same, it's that same shot you always get of the camera below yeah. them as they jump, but it's just. There's not even enough of it for it to be a full like arc. It's it is worth silly. noting that this that this initial like half a second mm-hmm. shot of the Xenizer hitting the ground repeats like seven or eight times over the next minute or so. Yeah, they only filmed it once. So, yeah, so anyway, it, yeah, like we were getting to the ground that it lands on specifically <laughs> is a, like a <laughs> What are these? It's a go It's a go-kart track. It's a go-kart track. Oh, I guess there's a the bunch frames of co- were throwing me off. But yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they have they have like bumper car frames around them, and they're not on a they're on like a dirt road. This is like fucking off road go karting. Yeah, this, this, is, this is some actual it's, Mario Kart shit. Yeah, it's weird. There's twelve, there's twelve cogs in fucking go karts, and they're driving around trying to hit Rock or uh, Adam while he tries to get the Z. So okay, so this is like we mentioned. This is a this is an enclosed track. Like they've got the like go kart bumpers around them, so they can't actually leave this enclosed area. Which means they've just been driving around in a fucking circle, waiting for like the somebody to throw yeah. them. Yeah, they in. were, yeah. and they were having a great fucking time. Everything so <laughs> strategically. <laughs> I don't understand what they were going for here. So, so what they we were just having fun, here. and it happened to drop there. Is what happened. <laughs> yeah. So what we realize here, like that wasn't necessarily clear when we first got to the batting cages. This is part is of these a weren't just like part. batting cages for like baseball players. This is batting cages as part of one of those, like, I don't know if there's a proper name for these, because it's not quite an amusement park, but it's, like, one of those places that'll have, like, a it's go-kart like a section and, go-kart and, like, and, like, a, a laser tag yeah. and right, arcade, one around like, here one is called places. Thunder Road. Yeah, yeah like, there's there's called, one, like, uh, there's one growing up in St. Louis or... it was called Swing Around Fun Town, because it was also, like, it also had, like, a mini golf course. Swing around fun town is very funny. That's, that's, that's a real good one. Swing around fun town to me sounds like a place that swingers would hang out in. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, Adam jumps onto one of these carts and fucking GTA's the cog yeah. out of it. See, yeah. I thought more Halo, but I've been playing a lot of Halo recently. Yeah, he vehicle jacks them. Uh, he takes the cart and starts driving away, but and then he, he runs into a... <laughs> right, well, let me let me refer you back to the point I made a second ago about how this is an enclosed track. He's trying to escape by driving in a circle. We're getting yeah. some fucking go-kart Ben-Hur shit. And, like, yeah. and then, now, now it's time for one of the things that makes this, like, cog sequence so magical, is... How are we going to exp- like we've 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 rented out this whole fucking pseudo amusement park place, but how are we going to really take advantage of the real estate? It's time to play fucking camera cut keep away because yeah. Adam throws the Zionizer and Tanya catches it and all of a sudden she's on like a jungle gym. It's really good. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a cool um, jungle gym. I'd like to play there as a kid. It's it's as just fighting cops. <laughs> like right now. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> it's the biggest jungle gym I've ever fucking seen and like they do fast motion, like they speed up the footage, and she's just running around, and there's cogs everywhere. She's she's running over a rope bridge. It's hilarious. Yeah, like she's yeah. ducking, and like they're sla- the cogs are slamming into each other, and like they're diving to try and catch her and getting caught in the ropes. And now, it's a whole now listen, thing. hardcore grounders. Now listen, there's a lot of very good transitions in this three minutes, but the next the next one, one is, is the best, best. <laughs> because she so she, she runs ton- she gets off the the jungle gym and is running across a bridge that's going over this river, and she she says, "Hey, cat, heads up!" And it turns out in the last like two minutes, cat <laughs> has gotten into a, a paddle boat. fucking paddle boat. It's so good. I thought they were little miniaturized boats, but then I realized that the cogs are like very visibly pedaling. So is Cat, and this is still sped up footage, so her knees are just going like fucking mad. So good. And then we zoom out, and there's a picture, there's a video of a fucking Power Ranger in a boat pedaling with 30 cogs (laughs) behind her, also all in tiny boats. It's so good. It's very silly. I wish, I I, I do wish it was a swan boat so we could tie it with the Digimon somehow, but sadly. That swan boat's been through a lot. It deserves a break. (laughs) Then then Cat tosses it to Tommy, who gets in like a an, another like go kart, yeah. It's like a speed go kart. Yeah, this is like one of the drift traps or whatever. Yeah, and he yeah, somehow... it's definitely it's definitely designed more to emulate like like an F one racer or something. And also, you know what? If you if you want, you could you could you could see Tommy speeding around in this little car as foreshadowing. <laughs> okay. Foreshadowing yes, for what? As t- turbo Power Rangers Turbo. Um. So he. Knocks over a bunch of cogs with his with with yeah, the magical. Yeah, he's like swerving around to try and like run over them. I want to point. I want to point out that these are superhuman powered superheroes with access to giant robots, and they just were like, you know what? This time, though, a tiny car. They've taken Zordon's <laughs> whole escalation rule thing that's kind of been quietly like shoved aside for a while now and um they really ran with it on this one yeah so uh, again i just want to point out he took the time to get one of those cars probably gas it up because i don't think they store them gassed up like start it up which would take a little time because those engines have to warm up or they're just gonna choke the instant you try to drive them and then like get in the car and drive off also for what exactly yeah, who like, knows? what was his end game here if the monster hadn't stepped out in front of him and done what we're about to talk about? Just, just uh, yeah, to so do he it. gets the monster <laughs> sucks him inside. Also, yeah, the monster blows up his car and he falls out because it's a goddamn children's toy. Uh, yeah, and then uh, he gives uh, Adam, sorry, yeah. Rocky, goddamn it, the Zionizer. Yeah, in, so he's in the monster. He's he's. So he's currently got the Zionizer, which they've been basically playing keep away with. And the monster's like, hey, I've got a good idea. I'll suck him up with this other guy who, you know, owns the Zionizer. Yeah. That would be a good strategy. (laughs) And also earlier they had said, like, he'll never get out of me without the Zionizer for some reason, which doesn't make a ton of sense because what they do is when they're in this monster – 
who did we even get a name for him? He's like it's something stupid. Yeah, it's they like the, they eventually call him a name, but I don't know that it was ever said. Yeah. But um, yeah, anyway, so I mean, he's not wrong. Like Adam just as a person in there is kind of fucking screwed. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, but all they do or is Rocky. just like turn some wheels that well, are Well, they in they, there. they they start turning the gears in the wrong direction. Yeah, they reverse which makes them have a tummy ache. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then he, I mean, and then God, he goes, the Tommy ache. God, I didn't, I didn't say that. I did not oh, I say that. I thought you that. did. I was, no. I was blaming you for a pun. You didn't no. say. No, Tommy ache. And then well, he's, well, he has and, a Tommy ache. I, it's true. Uh, and then, and then he's Ryan... like, and then he's like, bleh, and they come out. <laughs> yeah, so what? The, I'm getting ahead a little bit. It? Like it's Zach, you're acting like this doesn't make sense, but it makes perfect sense. Like. It's not that it doesn't make sense. It's that they said he needed the Zionizer when all he had to do was turn some gears. Right, well, which a human to do being it. isn't going to be strong enough to fucking do. It took <laughs> two more also, rangers and they could barely do it. Well, it's Fair not enough. just that he needs to turn gears because what actually makes it work is at first they're both turning gears, but then what they do is Rocky's pulling gears by himself and then Tommy shoots something with his with his laser pistol and then that makes it break. I guess. I guess the Tommy. Tommy's just like, it's like, oh, this fucking isn't working. Shoot, 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 and they get put out. How many times has Tommy been stuck inside a monster's belly and then done something to make its stomach upset? At least two times. At least two. I think it's more than two, actually. I think it's, and specifically with his laser gun, I think it's been multiple times, yeah. Mm. (laughs) Because that was the finale of the Green Ranger, remember? Yeah, I do remember that. Um, He fucking disguised himself as a melon. Those, those are the two things that I remember. Was that and this? Yeah. So yeah. Um. So we uh they they get spit out. Uh, and then they fight the uh the monster. For and one while. interesting thing about this fight is that they start. They this is I, I think this is the first time they use their melee weapons, and they're really good. I like all Tommy's their melee weapons. Tommy's used his before, but the other ones haven't. I'm not sure what everyone has. Like, okay, I, I okay. Um, t- Adam has um dual dual hand axes, which is fucking cool. And then um, which and then uh, Rocky has like these triangle dagger things. They all kind of match their like um uh symbol shape yeah and then and then so um the pink ranger has a shield they call it the power disc but it's a shield and then um it's a little buckler shield and then uh tanya has nunchaku oh that makes sense because she's got the two little things yeah yeah okay cool it's really cool i like i like their melee weapons a lot and i wish we got to see them more i i wish they'd have gotten like that's it's so weird that they just show up because this season has taken the time to introduce everything else that the rangers have had there was a separate episode for them finding the new command center and then getting their powers and then getting their zords and, and then getting zord powers. You'd think if only for the crass, like, we can sell these reason, you would want, like, a spotlight on the weapons. But yeah, yeah. but now they just um, have them. What, what they also shockingly have that has never been explained is Rocky jumps up into the air and yells, ZO3 power spin. And, and then he's I mean, he's Sonic the Hedgehog. I was gonna say it's very him. obvious he's blue, so of course he can yeah. use Sonic moves. <laughs> he, he very like he, he and like listen, folks, we're not exaggerating. He like stretches his arms and legs out, and then like s- like somersaults rapidly and turns into a ball, and then like homing attacks at the monster. Yeah. 
Um, so then uh, they fight the monster for a little bit. His big, weird head swings around in a way that made, made me laugh a lot. Uh, yeah, and then we get my other favorite thing in this whole episode, which is Clank. Oh, before before we get to Clank and Orbis, real quick, okay. real quick. After the Rangers do like this finishing move combo kick on the monster that makes it explode, they do what I guess is the O Ranger pose, and it's this really like dramatic, like almost three musketeerish flare. It's good. Where they like swing their arm up, and it's like it's hard for me to to visualize through sound, but it's a very weird like palm up salute step thing they do. Yeah. Um, then uh, Clank is in a go kart, and he does his. <laughs> swing Orbis around thing, but importantly, that means that the actor can't drive the go kart. Yeah. So, so it drives off into the side. It's really while good. He's doing it. Which yeah. Is yeah. Very so silly. not only is it is it um unsteered, but he's making a motion that will very like just the way physics works, very explicitly push it towards the <laughs> yeah. side. And he runs into the yeah. wall. So like yeah, this this actor fucking shot. swinging this puppet on a string, and like yeah, he's he's about to crash. It's great, <laughs> it's, it's and and so we get Orbis. I love that Orbis doesn't have a consistent way of administering it's the gamer every goo. Time, yeah, which is weird. Did you call it gamer goo? Yeah, we've called it that before, and I'm I'm gonna. I, I that's its canonical name to me. I didn't like it then either. <laughs> Why is it so, called gamer goo? <laughs> Please don't, don't explain it. I don't understand it either, and I don't, I don't want remember to. who called it that first or why. I think they were trying to say gamer fuel, but like, fuck it, whatever. It's gamer goo. It's horrible and green, and it's like, yeah, it's, that's a gamer thing. Okay, yeah, like Mountain Dew or or um, Monster. So at this point, it, yeah, it's Monster Blood. Uh, we get the Megazord fight. No, I mean like uh, monsters, like the, the drink. But okay. Oh, I got gotcha. you. It's not a. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's an okay monster fight uh, or uh, Megazord fight. Oh, I guess. It, I mean, the Megazord does a high kick, and that's always good. I will say on the subject of monster blood. Quick shout out to our buddy Greg and his Goosebumps reviews over on Pop Arena. Yeah, he oh, hates yeah. monster blood so fucking much. I also <laughs> will say that um, this. I mean, like. My old podcast, uh, Warren Beast, did a, did a bonus episode on one of the Goosebumps book, and it was Monster Blood Two, I believe. So wait, you you reviewed Monster Blood Two without reviewing the original Monster Blood? I listen. I wasn't on that episode, and it was Kendall's thing. I I, I don't question it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I like this fight. It's pretty good. It actually lasts a little bit, um, and the the both the suits are fairly limber. Um, I like that the the monster like does some a punch combo and then shoots him with his gun. Like I said, like the, the Megazord does a high kick. I don't think I've ever seen a Megazord do that before. It's really it's good. It's pretty great, but the it's best, definitely I'm the sorry, most it's definitely the most mobile, most flexible Megazord we've had so far. The best part is the reappearance of the pyramid helmet. Uh, yes. Rocky's pyramid power because it still doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's what pyramids do. Pyramids pick you <laughs> yeah, up exactly. and they smash Haven't you. Have you ever listened to anyone ranting on the subway? Pyramids have power, man. Yeah, the they have the power of lift you up and then move you up and down a little bit. Yeah, man, the Illuminati <laughs> yeah. can do all sorts of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just, I sh- it's like. It's telekinesis, but it's an extremely specific telekinesis that doesn't seem very useful. I don't know. It um, seems like it worked pretty well here. I don't know why yeah. you're. 
I don't know why you're pissing on the pyramid power. Yeah. <laughs> don't piss um, on the pyramid power. It's pointy. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Mike. So, <laughs> but uh, listen, uh, we should probably make a note of it. We don't need to dwell on it because, of course, this is what it is. But, like, the monster, like, all throughout the episode has been making, like, baseball jokes, yelling, hey, batter, batter, swing, and all that shit. Oh, I felt like, like we literally didn't even need to make Yeah, no, we, but like, yes. on some level we didn't need to, but also, like, we probably should at least mention it, because, like, yeah. Fair enough. Um, then they murder it with a sword, as is Power Rangers want. Uh, and we go to the baseball game. Um... Which actually, like, lasts, like, four minutes. There's a fair they, bit of the game. They commissioned a poster for this game. That's true, they did. They're playing against Stone Canyon, and you can see it behind Ernie, who I thought might be dead. I'm glad he, was. <laughs> well, I'm glad he's he is not. now. Well, yeah, thanks, Lexi, <laughs> for that Also, bummer. speaking of people we momentarily thought might be dead, there's Tommy, and, uh, along with Cat and Billy, in the bleachers. Clearly, new footage filmed for this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't see Tommy holding a holding a current newspaper. I'm talking a lot, <laughs> talking a lot of shit about Tommy. This is also Billy's only appearance in this episode. Like, That's true. David Yost just straight up is barely in the show now. Now that Billy's in the command center, which I guess might Listen, be the idea. Billy but... was around more than Alpha and Zordon this episode, who don't even get lines. Yeah, that's true. Fuck, that's right. Neither um, of them ever spoke or were seen. Yeah, we, we don't get see a the command shot center of the command once. Center. Yeah. So, um, uh, Tommy says, I hope Tanya's got energy left for the rest of this inning. Uh, that fight took a lot out of her. And Kat says, Kat. well, fortunately, we gave her some gamer goo before the game, and that get, will give her the energy she needs to finish this match. So, here's a question. <laughs> Gross. Did this co- <laughs> They're talking about Tanya being really super tired. Did they also make her start this game? That's cr- yeah. Because I don't like, know much about baseball. Is she not baseball, a relief pitcher? Like what happened? I, yeah, that's. I don't know much about baseball, but I do know that a pitcher can't pitch nine in- innings. That's like too much. Usually, it's, no, no. That's that's a bad. That's a bad idea. And this is the end of the game. Um, and we uh yeah like, they say she's tired i like that billy's but... takeaway from this event today was that king mondo must not be a fan of baseball yeah yeah exactly thank you billy that's totally the, the issue not just that he wants to kill you but that he just doesn't like baseball <laughs> which i i criticized that but then i thought about rita and zed and yeah most of the time their plans were just oh i hate this thing the rangers are doing i'm gonna piss on it it's really funny how much, like, Zed's stated goal at the beginning of his tenure is literally to destroy the planet. And then at some point he's like, fuck your science project. Like, it's, it's <laughs> so I mean, literally quickly. the same thing happened to Rita and probably the same thing will happen to Mondo. Yeah, well, Mondo honestly doesn't seem that invested from the get-go. Like, he really doesn't seem like he cares that much. Um, yeah, he keeps letting his son do stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, so well, yeah, this the, is this is interesting... like this is like when a wealthy white man buys a colony and lets their you know ten year old make all the financial decisions. It's just you know one little colony. It's a starter. So, so the thing that's really weird about this, or, or interesting, I guess, to me, is they talk so much about how great Tanya is and, and like a prodigy and everything. 
And I don't we don't she doesn't strike anyone out. Everyone gets a hit off of her that we see. Um Gee, now, it's almost said, like it's her first game. She probably doesn't oh, even know listen, the rules yet. She's like Listen, I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying they were all like, God, she's amazing, and then she seems fine. I mean, um, yeah, I if she's say- been like if she's been taking them to this like what is it, a tie game right now? Yeah. Um by herself in her very first time ever playing, I'd say she's pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say that uh, one of the things that's really interesting about this to me, other than that, is you said, Lexi, she probably doesn't know the rules yet, except there's literally a scene where she's, like, yelling at someone to throw to second base. Mm-hmm. Like, she's giving commands to her team when yesterday... She didn't know what what a what a catcher was basically. <coughs> like, God she's damn, a very okay. quick learner. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. She learned literally everything about the future in like twenty seconds. Yeah. Fucking Captain true. America's still trying to figure out what fucking Star Wars is. <laughs> <laughs> so the basic gist of it is actually Captain America has explicitly seen Star Wars as we saw Winter Soldier. He and Mark DeRozan movies off this list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't mean for that to sound so dismissive. It's just no, no, that, no, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good. It was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the basic gist of it is, uh, we we it, ta- things go poorly for Tanya. They start off with two outs. Uh, Bottom of the ninth question mark. I don't know which. I don't know which part of the ninth it is. It would, but whatever, it would like... have to be for how things go here. Yeah. Well, no. Wait. Yeah. No. It wouldn't but, have to be. I guess. If they were up. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, but yeah, the, the end result yeah. is Tanya gets uh, gets the the wow. I'm, I'm my brain is falling apart. <laughs> Basically, okay. things they start with the bases empty, but they go really, really badly, and then we get a runner on third and a runner on first. It's basically and, the most, yeah, it's basically the most exciting thing. The bases are more or less loaded, and it's two down, and, or like two and, out. Yeah. The, the next, and like, the next apparently hit like the star is going to make or break the game. Yeah, yeah, and, th- and, and this she... guy's supposedly the star hitter for for Stone Canyon. You guys and... said that she didn't do very well, but like, I mean, he does, he does like miss the first two uh, pitches. That's true, right? No, yeah. he was just yeah. he well, was no, just, was just setting saying, up like... the fact that the bases are loaded. Yeah. Yeah, I was setting up the fact that things. Were no, I mean, or, or, earlier, we, we I mean, saw we saw matter. those runners get on base. So like, yeah. it's just them showing like how dire the situation is getting. Yeah. And then this guy actually does get a hit, and. It very nearly is a home run, and it would have been if not for Rocky. Rocky, who I guess is sort of the second half of the focus of the episode? Question mark. Yeah, he is. He gets yeah, a lot so of time. he fucking leaps over the fence and reaches over and just snags that ball and saves the day. He's the his hero of the game. His look of delight yeah. when it's he pulls so this funny. ball from it's the It's good. He's so happy. He's but like, yeah, please, Eric, please make this the the uh, screenshot of the episode because Rocky's face is just like, holy shit, I did it. It's really good. I caught the baseball. Like, <laughs> we've talked a lot about Rocky being kind of a doofus, but, like, he brings an enthusiasm to things that is delightful. Well, he, he looks like he he looks – it's – that look of that much excitement – 
feels like it doesn't belong on a thing that you did on purpose. Like, you tried, you did that. Are you that, like, <laughs> blown away at the thing that you did? I don't know. Well, no, that makes sense to me because he tried to do it. He didn't know he was going to succeed, and he did it. Yeah, so, like... that's true. It just, it looks like the look you would make when you win the lottery, I guess. And he's just, but he's just like, I did it. I caught the ball. And like, it's very cute, and I like it. Yeah, so anyway, Stone Canyon, for... Stone Canyon loses the game and will once again be relegated to the waste, wasteland. Yeah. Denied no, didn't we? Didn't didn't we didn't we like say that like didn't Luke's all of his crazy things get like redone when the denied their denied nope. the chance to live <laughs> as human beings once again <laughs> sent back sent back to the trashlands to scrimp and scrape scrimp and save and wait for the next sport sporting content contest in which some of their citizens may gain entry into the mega city. I love that Lexi is, is just bought in now. <laughs> so. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, now the difference is Luke's trying to tell us that that's not what's happening anymore. So now we're we're digging our oh, heels in that I it see. is. Okay. Um, so, what I love, I, I, I'm gonna just say it. We haven't been doing Zio for very long. Rocky is my favorite character in Zio. He's fun. so far. He like he's rocketed up the the like he was already a he's pretty strong contender in season three. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's he rocketed up the charts. Um. And yeah, like I I fucking love him. He's great. Uh, but yeah, so on the exact opposite end of the spectrum, uh, Tanya, and, and I actually really like Tanya as well, but she's celebrating because, of course she is. Her first game, she won, and she came in the clutch, you know? It almost went badly, but it didn't. She did it. Like, everyone should be celebrating. Her team won, and here comes fucking Sean to be mm-hmm. like, hey, yeah, good job. You almost totally fucking blew it, you fucking noob. Yep. Yeah, this is bad. Like, like I understand... It was shitty, but I could at least on some level understand like a knee jerk, like you struck me out and I'm upset about it. Okay. No, yeah. but like, no, he's like, <clears throat> you got lucky. We're going to talk about this later. Like, yeah, yeah what and, the and, f- and Adam's Adam's after too. the game so I can berate you for like an hour about how bad you are at baseball. Mm-hmm. And Adam's there too. He's trying to defend her. He's like, she only had a one run lead and the offense didn't give her anything. And, and like, yeah, but he's still Sean's is still being a dick, and yeah, and so Tanya's just like, hey, actually, you know what? Fuck that, and fuck you. Yeah, it's good. I I am Tanya's completely great. shocked, like genuinely, that this episode ends with her breaking up with this shady dude instead of him learning a lesson and being a better person. Like, like that's not how Power Rangers usually works. It's kind of it. it I love it because, like, I think that um, in kids' shows, it genuinely is mostly a good thing to show, like, most of the time, if you're nice to people and, and like, try to understand them, you can work through things. Mm. But, I, well, I said most of the time, but I feel like shows for kids don't enough show that sometimes people just suck. And it is okay to cut ties with assholes. Yeah, and it's it's nice to see that in in this show. Yeah, it's um, it's a fine line to walk, but the talk it out lessons of kids shows ultimately leave kids unequipped to deal with the very real and increasingly common um, yeah. scenario of people who can't be reasoned with and have no intention of ever being reasonable. In which case. Right. In which case, so that's like, 
talking it out is only going to get you steamrolled. Right. So that's why I was surprised and, like, psyched to see, like, no, she just is like, well, I've given you two episodes to be a dick, and that's enough. I'm done. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, good. A, and, it's a uh, legit good lesson of, okay, give people a chance. Try to, you know, try to try to give them an opportunity to understand they're being shit. But if they don't fucking turn it around, drop their ass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also speaking of this being two episodes, so Sean only appears in one more. It's not going to be until oh, really? episode 26 of Zio. Well, I guess we'll get based, there in like a year. Yeah, and <laughs> based solely on the like brief plot synopsis I read, it's going to get fucking buck wild, y'all. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Um, uh, there's um, one last thing that has to happen in this episode, though. Go, go ahead, hon. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Adam's like, whoa, that was awesome. And she's like, yeah, I guess it was a good game. And he's like, no, like, you stood up for yourself. That's, like, really good, cool, like... Good job, like, and I really like that. Like, he's a good friend, and it's good. Yeah, Adam's great. <laughs> but she's like, yeah, and also, but I did lose my boyfriend, and he's like, yeah, but he fucking sucked. You're better off without him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It he's shit. It makes her feel now, better I... about this bad thing, and yeah. Yeah. Now, when when I was watching this earlier with Emily, I got a very different vibe from this, and I think it's just me being paranoid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like. <laughs> So the vibe I got from Adam was like, I this felt like a capital N, capital G, nice guy move. To be like, yeah, it's so awesome that you broke up with the shit boyfriend. It's real, it's real good that you're broken up and you're you're single oh, now. I didn't, I didn't no, I didn't see that vibe at all. He like seemed legit, like proud of her. Yeah, I I, I totally. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> I feel like I I mean the kids' cartoons definitely or kids' cartoons kids kids shows definitely often have that character of like the best friend who eventually gets with the girl at the end and is like weirdly passive aggressively nice for most of the show i didn't get that from this and i honestly don't i think i I think it was just the immediate juxtaposition of of like they break up half a second passes adam says that's awesome yeah, Adam like, doesn't super seem interested in Tanya to me, but I could be wrong. No, I, mean, I will I'm say that they are, like, they are good. They've already shown them to be pretty good friends. Like I said, I mentioned before, like, Adam was, like, one of the first to, like, kind of, like, warm up to her. And, like, I guess it's just a thing where he likes Yellow Rangers, I guess, because, you know, he was best friends with Aisha, <laughs> too. But there's a scene, there's a thing later, like, in a later episode where they're just hanging out together, like, doing their own thing. I don't remember what it is. I think they're training for something. And it's just those two. And it definitely does not develop into anything romantic. They're just good friends. And I like their relationship a lot. Adam and Tanya are good. <laughs> I, oh, I know. I know it's it's absolutely my hangups and my tendency to see the worst aspects of people. But, like, yeah, that's that's the vibe I initially got when I was watching this by myself. Mm-hmm. Fair so. enough. Well, that's the episode. Uh, so we have our... our um... Our fun baseball episode. Uh, so Let's now be we honest. We had our fun. We had our fun amusement park episode, and also God. baseball happened. That like, I think. Four I think honestly, so good. I think on the whole, this episode was a lot of fun because the stuff with Bulk and Skull and the batting cages was fun. No, no, I'm not saying it's not a fun episode. I'm just saying the baseball part was not the highlight. No, <laughs> it's the it's the amusement park. You're totally right. I don't know. I I I kind of think. As weird as this sounds, and again, like, this is us praising the show for base-level competence, which we have done a lot. Uh, I mean, but like, I'm not I gonna. think, I, well, yeah, <laughs> of course. 
but I think the final scene of the the end of the baseball game is really well done, shockingly so for Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah, I, I mean, they agree. certainly and, and made it boring, as... like watching uh, baseball on TV <laughs> usually is. I Weren't you the say... one insisting that baseball was a lot of fun earlier? Yeah, to watch in person. <laughs> I fucking hated it on I, TV. I, I, I like this scene, but maybe, I don't know, like, I said earlier, like, Aisha, I mean, I mean, Tanya, she... Sporty girls are cool, is all I'm saying. <laughs> she just throws the ball, and people get hits and hits, and they run to it. Nothing valuable to the episode happens until the very end when Rocky catches the ball. It's like a waste of three minutes of screen time. Mm. But it's so much buildup and payoff, though, Lexi. <laughs> I, I liked it. I don't know. I like it, and I like I like um, Tanya's little spotlight thing at the end where she dumps a shitty butthole. Yeah, no, that part was fine. So, um, I do want to say, like, again, I mentioned it a couple of times at the course of the episode. I really like Tanya. They've done a really good job of, like, integrating her into the team and, it's like, making her likable. It's insulting how well they've developed her in, like, five episodes compared, compared to, to every other yeah. Yellow Ranger so far. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I, I almost said compared to Aisha, but you know what? Right. Same with Trini. We did like, she, so she much. She's the first well, Yellow Ranger I to get to so be a character. I did so much legwork building Trini up. <laughs> <laughs> so God, yeah, I miss I, Trini, I, guys. I'm I miss Trini too. She's I'm really excited for the next arc of the Go Go yes! comic, where she gets to be the Red Ranger. That's exciting. Um. So yeah, she's really uh, good in that that's comic. the episode. We have a fair bit of uh of backlog of questions. Yeah. And uh, I'm at home alone this weekend uh, because Adrian is out of town and my cats are clearly fighting in the background. But let's do one real quick so that we at least have, a, 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 you know, start getting through these. Um, and I'm going to go with the most important one, uh, which is that Ton asks... Uh, Lexi, have you seen any small animals recently? What was the most unexpected place you saw an animal? Actually, Lexi, before you get started, Zach, how about while she answers that, you go take care of your cats, and then when you come back, we can do more <laughs> questions. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll be right back. Oh, but I want Zach. Guys... I want Zach specifically to hear about my cute animals. I'll wait until he gets back. No, you tell your story, and I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. As a matter of fact, yes, I have. Just today, I saw a bunch of ducks, but that wasn't really unexpected because they were in a they were in a pond, but. It was kind of unexpected because there were a lot of them. Bunch of, How many? Uh, I couldn't. It was hard to count because they were swimming around and crossing up and stuff. It was kind of like a Mario Party mini game, really. But um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna guess it's a bunch of families getting ready to for like the winter because like it was a pretty even mix of males and females, and you know it would be about that time when they've grown up enough to to so the kids look pretty similar to the adults. Uh, I don't know if ducks around here like live year round. I don't really get out in the winter much, so I don't know if they're you know hanging out somewhere warm or if they actually go fly off somewhere for the winter. But it's been pretty nice lately, so I could see if they were sticking around a little later than normal. Um, but yeah, last week I went to the park and I saw a bunch more ducks. It's kind of just duck season right now. And uh, also saw some turtles. It was unseasonably warm, and they were out in some rocks sunning themselves. Oh, turtles. Yeah, <laughs> cute. But uh, I think the most unexpected, and it's not like this is an unusual 
thing for there to be an, an animal like this in the park or anything. It's just more I didn't expect to see it at the position it was. Was I was just walking past some like tall grass by the by a lake, and there was a garter snake like up on one of the stalks, like got about waist height, just kind of napping. Cool. Yeah, I was like walking. I'm like, wait, what the? What's that? Oh, holy crap! That's a snake. Hey, snake. Snakes are cool. Like, yeah, and, and like this time of year when it's kind of colder, like it can be yep. kind of hibernating. Yeah, but, it was all yeah. like, and it's just crazy how it, the whole thing was like balancing on just a stalk of grass. Oh. Just chilling. But I like, was. It was nice to get a nice close look at it at, at it because I like garter snakes and normally as soon as they like sense you coming, they're fucking off. Yeah. So I got to look at it uh, a bit without like actually hassling it. Hmm. Nice. I was um I was doing my yard and I was using the little trimmer on the corner between my fence and my house and uh then I looked up and on top of the post of the fence was a snake coiled around it and I also like snakes and think they're cute but it was 4 inches from my head and I didn't know who was there and it freaked me yeah. right the fuck out <laughs> That's fair <laughs> so I did not like it in that specific case, but usually I like snakes. They're adorable. Yeah, also I was uh, visiting a friend earlier this week, and uh, as I was walking up to their house, there was a cat in the window, and then the next room over, he was kind of watching me as I was going up, so I stopped and said hi. Yo, <laughs> kitties. My, my, uh, I have a problem where, like, <laughs> so a friend of mine adopted a, a very, very small kitten, uh, Lexi, I have sent you pictures of this kitten. Yes. Her, na- her name is Dot. And it's like a friend of mine that I don't talk to that much. But like she knows that I like pictures of the cat. So she keeps sending them to me. And then I keep showing them to Adrian, who's like, it's adorable, but stop showing me pictures of a random person's cat. Like, I've <laughs> seen enough of them. And I'm like, no, never enough. There's no <laughs> such thing. <laughs> I agree with you, Zach. There's no such thing as, no, as too many cat pictures. The, the internet um, as a whole, I think, would kind of agree. That, well, yeah. It's kind of... It's weird to me that cat memes seemingly died. I feel like that. I thought that was gonna live forever. No, no, Zach. Didn't, no. didn't you didn't you see on Twitter recently the cat got the cheeseburger? <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I was That's gonna say right. like like cat memes and and Ken has cheeseburger type stuff is still it's still going strong. It's just in different corners of the internet. Like I think you just stopped like browsing facebook with your grandma at some point yeah like we yeah twitter yeah the thing is like twitter which is more the like social media area where most of us tend to be on is less about memes with animals and more just pictures of animals so you got shit like bodega cats and like various other like aggregate accounts that just are hey pictures of cats yeah, like a, a ton of um, puppy twitters have followed me for some reason. I'm not really Weird. sure why, but you know, they... I've, I'm, I've been followed by a bunch of rabbit twitters also. <laughs> hey, Emily, speaking of, are you excited for next week? What's happening next week? Uh, next week's episode. Oh yes, it's a, it's I, a I dog focus I'm not picture. sure if I can be on it. I hope so, but we'll see. I'd love to. Because, I mean, like, again, dog focus. Right, yeah, I mean, we, I feel like we have to have you on. 
you you better you, you better wait for me <laughs> let that backlog uh sink in <laughs> um so i'm looking through the rest of these questions and i actually think we're gonna stop here for today um but we'll we'll do some more later um it's just they're they're you all know people are gonna involved. start being like uh, they, they keep asking for questions but they never freaking answer them we will um, I'm but pretty yeah, sure so I only ask. I asked for only very specific questions, and people didn't send them. So, <laughs> so we'll we'll get back on track with those soon. But if you do have some, um, as always, send them to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter. Teenagers with Attitude is our Facebook group, or Teens with Tude uh, at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, dog episode next week. So that's exciting. I think it's. I think it's a cat-focused dog episode. <laughs> <laughs> so come it's for good, that. Yeah. And for I like I like jokes. I like both cat the character and dogs, so I'm gonna love it. And dog the dogs. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so come back for that. Uh, until then, for teenagers with attitude, I've been Zach. I'm Lexi. I'm Emily. And I'm Mike. And may the power protect you always. And that's the game. Okay, guys. I think I think that was a home run. <laughs> <laughs>